Welcome to the Royal Central podcast from royalcentral.co.uk. I'm Lydia Starbuck, desk editor. I am Monique Blox, the assistant editor. And I'm Brittany Barger, the deputy editor. So we have got lots to talk about this week. Later on, we will be discussing everyone's brand new favourite royal, Princess Anne, who has become a bit of a royal celebrity again over the past seven days. But it's probably not a surprise what we're going to start talking about next because we've been talking about it for months before it even happened yeah it's like we knew <laughs> well you knew <laughs> we, we we were speculating quite heavily yeah. about yeah. about a month or six weeks but there is lovely lovely news for december from luxembourg there's going to be a brand new royal baby <laughs> if you can't tell how excited lydia is right now <laughs> and Brittany can see me and i am grinning quite a lot <laughs> Every day, it was, she was talking. Is there an announcement yet? Is there an announcement yet? I woke up that day. I was like, she, she's pregnant. Lydia's off the moon. I'm so glad you got to write the article, Lydia. Oh, thank you. I felt a bit bad actually because when it when it was announced, yeah, I I was able. I was at a computer, so I was able to write it. But I did, I did feel a bit bad because I know you two really wanted to write it as well. So we've been talking. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. You deserved it. You were the one that was <laughs> excited. I was. I was very excited, and I can stop staring at Stephanie's tummy now because I've been poor, poor Mo and Brittany. Every day, I've been receiving endless messages from me going, "I think it's actually twins." You know, <laughs> it has to be. It has to be twins. <laughs> But we, we, it's probably not twins because we've got the official announcement from the um, from the royal court. Guillaume and Stephanie, the hereditary Grand Duke and Grand Duchess of Luxembourg, are expecting their first baby. That's what the announcement said. And the yeah. birth is scheduled to take place in May. So it's lovely news for them. They've been married for seven years and this yeah. is their first little one. And it's lovely news for Luxembourg. But it's also a pretty major royal event because we're talking about the birth of a future monarch. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter what the gender is, it's going to be a Grand Duke or Grand Duchess. So that's good. Yeah, the days of the pressure, um, at least in Luxembourg, being on yeah. the mother to produce a male heir is, is gone. May yeah. not be, you know, in, in Spain Japan. or <laughs> Japan specifically, yeah. but, you know, in Luxembourg, the, there's no stress on Stephanie, obviously, because boy or girl, they have equal, equal right to the throne, which is. As it should be, in my opinion. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. And the announcement came just a few days after Stephanie's per, per, last public appearance before the pregnancy announcement, and that was at an event to mark a hundred years since the accession of one of Luxembourg's most famous rulers, Grand Duchess Charlotte. So the pregnancy yeah. was announced against a backdrop of celebrations for a very famous female ruler in Luxembourg. <laughs> I wonder if they already know what the what it's going to be. Maybe <laughs> if they, they want to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do. We won't be told, will we? Because it's very no, rare, we won't. No. Very rare for <laughs> pregnancies to um, for gender to be revealed during royal pregnancies. I think the only time I can remember it happening was Spain, Brittany, when um, Leticia was expecting Sophia. I think they kind of got because there's still that pressure there. A boy would leapfrog a girl. They announced that the the other the second baby was going to be a girl to kind of take the heat off that discussion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also in um, Sweden with Princess Madeline. Yeah. With Leonor, um, they didn't want to reveal it really, but I think it was a baby shower registry or something got leaked and um, they had to reveal that she was having a girl. But at the time, little Leonor was going to be the spare to sell, so they had two females in the line of succession. 
Yes, yeah, as was Spain. Yeah, very female-dominated line of succession. So Stephanie's baby will be second in line to the throne of Luxembourg from birth. And as you said, Mo, regardless of whether she has a girl or a boy, that option that the child will stay in, they'll eventually become the heir to the throne. And in time, they will succeed to the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg. So yeah, we're welcoming one of the 21st century's rulers. And it, it takes some pressure off of, obviously, Felix and Claire because... Until now, you know, Felix was the, you know, the, the heir behind. The, the heir. <laughs> the heir behind the heir. Fair. He was a spare. There we go. Um, and obviously his daughter, Amalia, um, this takes yeah. a lot of pressure off of her growing up. I mean, Guillaume and Stephanie have just one child. Amalia will be the spare, but that's a whole lot less stress than being the heir and the future Grand Duchess. So, you know, it does take a little bit off of her and a lot off of Liam, obviously, because until now he was, you know, kind of despair because Amalia was the future Grand Duchess until until now. I don't I don't expect them to have only one child because they're both from pretty large families. Like Stephanie is like the youngest of nine, I believe, and he's from five siblings. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. So I suspect there will be more in the future, but, you know, you never know what happened. It's taken them seven years to have one child. That's something we don't know. You know, you never know. You never know if you're just going to have one or or more. That's, you know, that's just something that you play by ear, I guess you could say. And they definitely have a lovely baby to look forward to in May. And it's a, it's kind of given the family a happy ending to what's been a difficult year because earlier on in 2019, Grand Duke Jean passed away and obviously that affected the family deeply. You know, mm-hmm. you could see how much they were grieving yeah. days afterwards and at the funeral. So it's given them that that forward-looking aspect as they, as they come out of a very difficult year and obviously very exciting for Grand Duke Henri and Grand Duchess Maria Theresa they're having another grandchild is it their is their fifth grandchild in total yes 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 because there's Amalia Liam Gabriel and Noah so yeah the fifth and it'll also be good for Stephanie's family because um, her father just passed away earlier this year as well so this will bring a little bit of some happiness you know to her side of the family too so it gives them lots to look yep. forward to and gives us yep. lots to look forward to because we've now yep. got more baby news we've been waiting for, which means we can start to speculate about names. <laughs> what names do you think they will pick? I know you, you can't see Mo and Brittany, I can. They both kind of just did this eye roll. It's like she's found something else to go on about. <laughs> <laughs> but my mind just went, who are all the previous rulers? <laughs> yeah. They, they, you know, they descended from the Dukes of Nassau, so the earlier rulers have pretty German names. So... I don't think they'll go with those, but maybe Charlotte or Josephine or I think they'll stay pretty, pretty traditional. I, I, I don't see them pulling an Estelle or whatever out of their bag. No, I agree. I don't think we're going to get an Archie, are we, or an Estelle. Oh. Say this is going to be probably a dynastic name. I think if it's a boy, I think we could expect to see um, Jean in there after um, the late Grand Duke had just died as a good way, as a tribute to him. Maybe, maybe they'll want to put names in stephanie's family mm. you know with her yeah. mother died uh just a few yeah just mu- before their wedding i believe just a, wedding, a month or so maybe yeah. before the wedding and her mom was um her name was alex so you know if it's a yeah. female maybe they'll put um alex in there and then her father's name was philippe so you know i think any of those names are are possibilities 
Yeah. And in Luxembourg, they like to give their babies quite a lot of names, don't they? They usually have a, a good old string of names <laughs> at the baptismal font. So there's plenty of opportunity there to honour everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a belief that the middle names are saints that look after their um, after their children. So that's the more saints that look after their children. So yeah, we, we, we could get quite a few names, but yeah, they'll probably be they'll probably be fairly traditional. And I'm sure we will have an article or four about the names <laughs> and the baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on rockcentral.co.uk in the coming weeks and months. So it was very exciting news. And we've got lots to look forward to because we've also got Christmas just around the corner. We were talking about Christmas last week. And if you go to the website, we've currently got um, the article up. But we promised you with all the addresses of where to send your Christmas cards. If you do want to get them in the post, be quick. It's now almost the middle of December. But as Mo was saying, you will get one back even if if your card arrives late. Um, And our partners at True Royalty TV have got their minds on Christmas as well. Yes, they do. Um, they are celebrating the holidays, as as a lot of us are doing. Um, they have a new program out called Sandringham Queen at Christmas. So, you know, they're talking about what the royal family and the queen get up to at Christmas there. So check that program out on their, their site. And, of course, you get a discount by clicking the link on, on royalcentral.co.uk. So visit our site and you can get a discount and it makes a great gift to your for your family as well there we are christmas sorted <laughs> there we go <laughs> christmas present sorted yep. all round yeah and we also have the gift guide coming out soon though mm-hmm. yes yep. yes the gift guide will be out soon as well yeah that's all going to be on royalcentral.co.uk now one thing that i don't know i think could be a possibility at sandringham this year Um, There's been some speculation over the last few days about whether the Duke of York should even attend the royal family's Christmas at Sandringham, given the controversy that's now swirling around him. Um, I kind of think if he does turn up, he needs to be put in a very small room with no exit points with his sister, with Princess Anne, (laughs) because I think she could be the person who could sit him down and tell him to, you know, sort this all out. She's got... um, She's a forceful personality and a fairly formidable reputation for protecting rights and for standing up for people who have been badly treated, women, men. And I think she would probably have a few choice things to say to her younger brother about the situation that he has created around himself over the past months and years. And she has been she's been a bit of a, a royal superstar in the past few days, hasn't she, Anne? Because, I mean, obviously, she's been around for years and years and years. She turns 70 next year. She's had a public life that spans five decades, started working very early on. But it seems like the whole world fell in love with her again over the last few days. Yeah. Because of the way she was <laughs> at a reception at Buckingham Palace. We obviously don't know exactly what was said. Um people that were there have said you know she was not dissing trump or anything but just just her personality and her reaction of shrugging when her mother looks at her i mean this is the queen looking at you and she's like eh (laughs) it's just me don't worry about it (laughs) whatever mother you know everyone else so prim and proper it's her majesty the queen she's like can't be worried about this rubbish yeah, it was great as as the Queen was kind of finishing the official welcome for the um the NATO leaders for this at uh, this celebration that took place at Buckingham Palace marking the 70th anniversary of NATO. President Trump and Melania Trump were were kind of making their way along, shaking hands with the Queen and with the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall, and the Queen turned around to Anne and Anne did this shrug. And it it was it, it was firstly interpreted as 
the Queen scolding Princess Anne for not coming and yes. joining in, but then later it was said she was kind of, Anne was saying, it's just me, there's no one else left, what do you want? Yes. And as you say, it's kind of, you know, it, it's really demonstrative of her personality, isn't it? Because who else would do that to the Queen? She is a very formidable character. She's one of those, yeah. like, there was a, some sort of a show, I can't I think it's called The Windsors, I, don't, I think it's on in the UK, possibly. Um, it's yeah. kind of a satire or a joke or whatever, and it, I've watched it on Netflix and it cracks me up because they have her as this like ghostly figure that just pops up out of nowhere and she's like yeah it's just like I mean she's absolutely terrifying in that and I mean that's just kind of how you imagine her and frail her on the crown is also pretty terrifying so yes because when when Anne hit the headlines with um, after this reception where she kind of shrugged and she was also, you could see the top of that famous hairdo in that, you know, that video that went round on Twitter where um, Justin Trudeau appeared to be criticizing mm. President Trump. Yeah. It was about a press conference keeping people late. And we know that President Trump had a an unannounced interaction with the press, shall we say, that lasted for approximately the same amount of minutes that, Canada's Prime Minister was talking about in this conversation. You could see Anne's head, but you didn't hear what she was saying. So she kind of, she became the role everyone was talking about. And as soon as they started talking about her, they started talking about the portrayal of her in this in this new series of The Crown. And as you say, it's a formidable portrayal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the, the scene in the, uh, like the sitting room around the fireplace. Was that a, a rational enough for you or unemotional enough for you? I'm not sure what the line is. She just walks out. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> But she is very practical and down to earth, isn't she? I mean, it's been said yeah. for years. And when she spoke to that um, documentary that was on last year to mark Prince Charles's, it was either the one that marked Prince Charles's 70th birthday or the one that celebrated the Queen's role in the Commonwealth. But they were talking to her about being a royal. And mm. she, it was very much, yes, I go along and I smile and I wave and I know people want to see me. But she's, it's very much a job for her. She knows what's expected of her and she gets on and does it. I mean, there's a reason why she's the hardest working royal. I mean, she takes it 100% seriously. Um, she does not slack off, ever. No. And, you know, that's why, I, that's why I think a lot of people make an argument when Charles does ascend the throne and his calls for a slim down monarchy and everything. Does he, should he keep Anne, you know, working and everything? And I would argue yes, just because she's Anne and I wouldn't want to argue, face her when she was told she was done so she does support such a huge range of charities and organizations and she gives them a much higher profile and the thing is were she to be taken out of the royal rota they would lose a big percentage of the engagements that they carry out every year because we're coming towards the end of the year and there'll be articles on royalcentral.co.uk about the number of um, times we've seen all the royals through the year we do those tallies and Anne is always top. I think there's been a couple of years where Charles has just leapfrogged her, maybe by two or three engagements. But she's doing, last year it was 518 engagements. And taking that away, it, it leaves a big gap. And, I mean, I know I spoke to um, MND Scotland a few months ago when I was writing an article um, about her work with them. Um, and MND is what, uh, in the UK, what we call ALS in the US, um, you know, and they were talking about how glad that they are that she is, you know, the patron, that she's always there, that um, how much help she gives them. And, you know, I'm sure that goes for all of her charities and organizations that she supports. And without her visiting all those on an official capacity, you know, it 
they don't get the same publicity and everything that they need to raise the money for the research for awareness and things like that. And she is very, very um, prolific as well, isn't she, in, in going and seeing organisations, like you were saying, MND, in Scotland. It's, it's not just kind of big showpiece events in London. She's, she's on the ground. So she, she does spend a lot of time in Scotland, but you also see her carrying out a lot of engagements right across England, going to places that maybe other royals don't venture to. And she goes out and sees the charities and organisations that she works with, their work on the ground. I mean, I remember seeing her about six or seven years ago now, I was coming out of um, a shop in Brentwood High Street and she was making a visit to the Save the Children charity shop, which was across the road. So there was Princess Anne coming into the shop, having a chat. (laughs) And off she went again, you know, and that's just, it was like just a weekday morning. And when yeah. you look at her diary, it's filled with events like that. She she does make sure that everyone working for organisations like Save the Children or MND are aware of the support she gives them. Which, I mean, it has to be commended yeah. completely for, you know, the work that she does do. So she's got a whole new army of fans this week. Everyone suddenly mm-hmm. loves Princess Anne again. And we will probably see her um, at Sandringham, whether we see all of her siblings there remains to be seen, but there'll be updates on the site. And of course, um, head over there right now if you want to send Christmas cards, because all of the addresses yeah. are out there, Brittany and Mo. We're ready to go. Lots of tips on how to, to send off to your favourite royals and make sure you get yeah. a lovely sparkly Christmas card back. And that's something that we've got to look forward to now. Now we've had our exciting royal baby news because we're, we're coming up to the time of year where we'll be getting those photographs. Yes, yeah. some of those should be it should be re- being released in the coming days and weeks. So, yeah. keep it keep an eye out on our site. Happy um, news, we always enjoy that. Absolutely. So we've had a lovely happy podcast, and hopefully many more to come. But for now, we'll say thank yep. you for listening and bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.